When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gear of the Year this year is sponsored by Stringjoy Strings, the Nashville-based string custom shop whose innovative design, first-rate materials, and labor-intensive winding techniques mean you get literally the best possible strings every time and music nomad the guitar maintenance care and setup toolkit company who make the best most high quality most well thought out kits and guides so you can keep your guitar playing as well as it possibly possibly can And welcome to Gear of the Year 2023. The Guitar Dad's Gear of the Year 2023, dear listener. In this series of year-end podcasts, the Guitar Dads are going to team up with the Tone Mob and 40 Watt Podcast to determine the best guitar gear of 2023. This year, we're going to be debating four categories. Best guitar, best effects pedal, best amplifier stroke modeler. There's an important differentiation there. And best overall guitar product of 2023. We'll also be discussing the listeners choice awards for each category as voted for on the Guitar Nerds Patreon and on the Facebook group. Now, without further ado, I am your host, Joe Branton, joined for gear of the year by Matt Knight. Hello. Blake Wyland from the Tone Mob. <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh, oh. Terrible. Oh, and oh. Philip Carter from 40 Watt Podcast. Hi. Give wow. us a groan. Give us a well, groan, was, I, I, I've done such a great job with that intro, Matt, and you absolutely single-handedly <laughs> destroyed it. Oh, I just said hello. <laughs> you, went, you went hello, and then you sounded like your back went out. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was not he, my intention. The, the, the <laughs> merriness of the hello absolutely killed him. It's done. Yeah. Hello. Uh, oh. Oh. There we go. There we go. Well, now to start things off, um, I'm going to let you all know how this is going to work, both hosts and dear listeners. We've um, we've got a massive list of releases from this year that we've boiled down to a top eleven. I know, very. Uh, um, spinal tap of us uh, in each category. I'll reel off that 11, or we'll go through that 11, and then we'll each pick a few that we feel should be shortlisted to make the top three. Once we've narrowed the list um, down, uh, the list of our host favourites down, we're then going to argue our case for a definitive top three. Once we're there, each host will assign points, so three for their favourite, two for second and one for third and we'll have our runners-up and best product in category and if for whatever reason we're deadlocked 
the listeners' choice votes will act as a tiebreaker. Now, that them is the rules. Um, so let's take a look at what we've got. We're going to be doing this episode, dear listener. We're going to be talking about best guitar. The next episode, we'll do best amps slash modelers. And then in the third episode, we'll do best effects. And then the final after that. I thought you said slash modelers. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, no, not slash again. The, yeah. Have they, have they announced one of those now too? <laughs> <laughs> the Magnetone slash modeler. That's got to be a license to print money, surely. Slash um, I guess we'll talk about it a bit more uh, tomorrow. But interesting, the again, the second year of AMP slash modeler because uh, the AMP category is seamless, seamlessly dying. Uh, it's just, Well, we'll uh, see. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. I think Philip disagrees especially. I disagree. Well, Philip and Blake are way more ampy than we are, Matt. I mean, you have no, a massive I'm, 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 I'm ampy. I, I, I'm, I'm sad about right. this, but it's, you know times we live in yeah i I feel like i think feel like i single-handedly doubled the number of amps on this list i'm just (laughs) saying you did (laughs) i thought you were going to say like single-handedly doubled the number of amps sold this year from like one one to two (laughs) um but anyway we digress joe where are we going? So we're going to talk about our top 11, dear listener. We're going to let you know what they are. Thank you so much for the listeners who contributed um, to our our big list of products who really helped out. It was great. That was very helpful. Every year, at the start of every year, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a short. Every time something comes out, I'm going to put it in a Google Doc, and I'm going to know by the end of the year. That lasts for two weeks, and then... I don't do it again. And at the end of the year, I'm scrambling to remember and like go back through emails, look at press releases, scroll endlessly through Music Radar and Premiere Guitar. So so thank you very much, dear listeners, for helping out. Let's talk about the top 11. We'll go through the list and say a little bit about them. Um, the first one up is the Harmony Jupiter Thin Line. Philip, do you want to take us off with the with that one? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm a fan of anything Harmony, uh, just in general, because I I love the old school Harmonies. I have a vintage Harmony from the 60s. Uh, I, I just and I love that they've been brought back. I love that they've kept a lot of the same vibe uh, and they and they keep bringing out new and uh, cooler versions of guitars and they keep them at a very very good price point uh which i know that this list isn't gear of the year for the price but i feel like a, a little of that has to be taken into account Definitely. and so mm-hmm. i i think the fact that you can get a uh nitro finished professional level instrument that comes with i think they still come with mono gig bags yeah for $1500 that look in the this United good States too yeah it, it made USA. in the usa not just mm-hmm. anywhere in the U.S. as well. Yeah, right. Kalamazoo built. Yeah, yeah. They're, in the Heritage like, Factory. I don't know how you argue with this one. I I just don't. It's very cool. It's yeah, very it cool. Is. I like I like that it's chambered. I know that's a bit controversial, but uh, I actually think that that is something that some guitarists look that down their nose at. But I like a nice chambered guitar once in a while. It's not the recipe for everything all the time. But I like how they feel when you're playing them. I like right. how they vibrate against you, uh, which is a lot of the reasons I like my uh, my Grez. 
uh, I, this is Blake, I was just going to say, coming from Grez, I've mm-hmm. learned I really like chambered guitars. And now I've also got this Gretsch Penguin that's chambered. Right. And I'm I'm just learning that, no, I really, really like this vibe. As long as it's not a Les Paul. Don't chamber a Les Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Les Paul chambered? Les Paul hollow body? Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, me and Joe have been no strangers to harmony on this podcast. Both of us own a harmony. Blake, do you own a harmony? I don't, but I've played um, a lot of them. Uh, and I've, they've all been very, very good. They really have. I, I'm not <laughs> just saying that because I'm on your podcast and I know you guys love them. That, they're really, really solid instruments. Yeah. Yeah. And a range of good colors on that one as well. But just a great range of guitars. But this one especially. And I think, you know, like you say, because it's, um, you know, it's chambered, but it does. it's not like obvious. I just think, to me, it's just like the colors really pop. They're really well built. And uh, as you say, it's not all about price, but for me, it's one of the reasons that makes these so good because there's just not really the, a, a lot that you could walk into a store with that amount of money and get something of that high quality. You've got to spend a lot more or you end up spending a lot less. Yeah. Um, and not so getting something as nice. Winner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you find anything else at this price range. I, I, if there is something else that's U.S. made, nitro finished, comes with as quality a gig bag, uh, and with this feature set, if there's something else out there, I have not seen it. Mm. Oh, it is done. Yeah. I mean, Let's it's go. really, really, really good. This is a strong start for this list and tough to beat. And we we all seem to be singing from the same hymn sheet on this one. I, I yeah. think the Harmony Duty thing jupiter thin line stands a good chance i'll talk about the listeners voting at the end but also a very popular guitar with our patreon supporters the jupiter thin line so we'll Mm. see next up then uh matt why don't you talk to us about this one it's the shergold telstar yeah so i sent this to you joe a few weeks uh, a few weeks ago a couple months ago and you were like don't even bother don't even bother talking to me about this. I hate it. And I was like, how can you hate this? Uh, so the Telstar um, from Shergold is Patrick Eggle designed um, in the UK. Obviously, they're not built in the UK, um, but designed by one of the leading uh, British luthiers, Patrick Eggle. This is a guitar that combines some of my favorite things, uh, kind of T-style body shape, although this one's slightly more offset, Cabronita, clearly one of the best uh, Fender custom shops, and then you know standard production guitars they ever made. So two TV Jones uh, Filtertron pickups in there. Uh, they actually they, these ones are Page Filtersonic pickups, but very much designed to ra- around the same thing. And you've also got that kind of raised center block, very similar to the Firebird. So very very cool all coming in at uh, 379, was also a Guitarist Choice Award winner. Um, But for me, this is just a great alternative to a T-style guitar. Um, Filter Sonics, for people who maybe haven't tried them, they are really incredibly versatile pickups. Um, I just love this. I just think it's not trying to you know, do something totally different. It's just a kind of reimagining of a sort of more legendary guitar shape. 
Uh, I love the three-way toggle, kind of Les Paul-esque toggle on there as well. Um, it's just got a lot of cool things going for it. Uh, and the price for me was a real winner at three, yeah, £379. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into this. I, I just think that I would... I don't think you could get a Fender with those similar specs for that kind of money. Um, and I've had guitars with similar specs like that before, and I've always really enjoyed them. So for me, I think it's a real winner. But again, price is playing a very heavy factor in this one for sure. Yeah. Again, popular with the listeners, very popular with the listeners, this one. Surprisingly so. I feel like maybe I ignored it because I was just like, ah, Shergold doing a, a you know a cheap guitar that looks like a telly. Like, yeah. well, they're joining the club, you know. Why get That's, excited um, about it? But It's, it's interesting because this brand we've talked about a bit, but we haven't talked about them for a while. But when they first came back out and we were talking about the Masquerader and the Provocateur, um, two guitars that we did really enjoy. That um, mm. Provocateur especially, um, they do a what they call a classic SPO1 SD, which is two Seymour Duncans, humbucker and a P90 in the neck. Yeah. And that kind of uh, single cut shape, very cool, 829. But this is, yeah, right down at the lower end of the price points. Very, very cool. What are Shergold doing stateside, uh, Blake and Philip? Much, not, much traction? Uh, not a lot, really. Uh, uh, you, don't don't hear hear, you don't hear much buzz about them. I found out about them through you guys. Right. Um really don't see that brand much you don't even really see it much in i mean correct me if i'm wrong philip but like i haven't even really seen it that much in the hands of like the youtubers and stuff that we would typically get a lot of this information from so it's not it's not really made its way across the pond patrick eggel uh has his guitars, I mean, you know, at least knowledge-wise, he, he's somebody I'm familiar with, and I've heard his name for years and years and years. Um, probably heard about him from you guys first, but I definitely <laughs> have heard him from other sources as well. But I don't think it's it's yeah. doing much over I think, here. Um, I actually think they don't have any distribution outside of the UK and to the Netherlands. Right. Okay. Wow. That would explain uh, that would, some that of that. Track. So that would explain it. So kind of a bit of an odd one on this list for uh, for you, um, Philip and Blake. But yeah, very cool guitar. And obviously, Patrick Eggle is extremely well known over it's, here. Wow. It's yeah. interesting because knowing having do, do, ha, la, la, having had dove into looking at the economics of manufacturing guitars more than once, uh, at least stateside, one of the biggest cost that is kind of surprising is when you go to use a established pickup company's pickups or, uh, you know they just they're very expensive as a percentage of the the whole build when you're using a brand that's already established like tv jones so it's interesting to me that they're able to get room in here to put tv jones pickups in this at that price point and still make it work somehow i'm not exactly sure how they're doing that to be honest. wait these that's- are i, I must have missed that entirely i knew they were like isn't that, is that right or did i get that wrong are they actually tv joan pickups no no they oh, are not? Um, okay. no 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 page filter sonics so i think that's their own I think oh okay. Uh, okay well then erase er, erase everything i just said just delete <laughs> yeah, it from because the i was internet. about to say a set of filled a set of tv jones would be the cost of this guitar that's what i was yeah. thinking and i was like did i am i well i imagined it so don't listen to me um but my other note on it is it's a it's a very it's telly inspired guitar, obviously. Mm-hmm. When it is horizontal and being played, it looks great. When it's vertical, it looks kind of weird. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I can see that. It, yeah. it, it reminds me a little bit of the uh, the Cure, the Robert Smith signature um, Schecter that he has. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. looks like a guitar that's been drawn on a napkin, and it's kind of got that sort of vibe to it a little bit. Yeah. I had to look that up because I could not picture it in my head, even though I've seen. I them mean, before. the Schecht is a more extreme version, but uh, sure. Yeah. But well, that, that, some, something that I do Schecter like is terrible. <laughs> so something I do like Nothing about Robert this Smith's guitar. Robert Smith's ever done is terrible, man. You take that back. <laughs> it's, it's Blake, like I need like, to see myself out of this before they go to blows. He's uh, he's literally put his eye makeup on. It's run, and then they've got okay. We'll copy that. Um, <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I like the Cure, but uh, yeah, that Schecter is bad anyway okay. this telstar okay. is not as bad <laughs> no, i would say it's actually much better okay. um, i like the matching better. headstock i like yeah. the matching headstock a lot and it's got a racing stripe on the headstock which threw me off at first but i'm kind of here for it now so yeah uh, i think I that's them le- leaning into their sort of british mod roots i guess yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it. And like I said, you can't really buy a Campronita anymore. So for me, this is the kind of best alternative. Sure. Right. sure. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, next up on our list is the Fender Mike McCready Stratocaster. Blake, is is this one that you can talk us through? Yeah, yeah sure. We we covered it pretty heavily on Chasing Tone when it came out, and then we got sidetracked with the, the squirrel or something. But um <laughs> It, the this one made a big splash when it came out. So it's a replica of Mike McCready from Pearl Jam's Stratocaster, which if you've seen how he treats that thing, uh, he he's pretty hard on it, and uh, it shows. So this is a replica of that. The big the 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 contentious point with it when it first came out was its price. So we've been talking about price a lot on this, and you know, in this age of everything being way more expensive than we'd like it to be. This sort of follows suit with that with uh, regards to how guitar players feel, because this is a Mexican Stratocaster yeah. that is uh, $18.99 US. This, now is, that is a this sort of price versus where it's built and what it is, is something that's going to come up later as well. But uh, mm-hmm. sorry, carry on. No, it's it's fine. Uh, but that said, if we can, if, if you're okay with that, and I, I understand my big point with it when it came out is, Everything's more expensive now. This is a yeah. signature model that Mike's mm-hmm. obviously getting a, a small cut of, or I mean, I guess I don't know what the cut is. He's getting a cut of it, and it's going to be more expensive than than normal. And if you really, really like Pearl Jam, this is still not a super expensive guitar. That's that's the point. I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not five grand. You know, it's it's yeah. in the ballpark of what we've seen before. Just not what we've seen before for a Mexican Strat. And it's also heavily relict. That always is a bit of a controversial point. But if you're trying to make it like Mike McCready's Stratocaster, that's what it looks like. So yeah. um, I don't think you can really argue with that, in in my opinion. If you like it, cool. If you don't, I mean, the relic thing is is a non-issue to me. It's just a matter of what your particular tastes are. But I love the Rosewood fretboard. I'm a big fan. I, I generally gravitate towards those things. I'm not normally a Strat guy. Uh, and really? I still think it's Would have very... never figured that out. You've never figured that out. <laughs> but I do think this thing looks pretty cool. Um, I would. I don't know that I would necessarily nominate it for gear of the year, but it is an interesting guitar, and it's also kind of a symbol of the times we're in as far as uh, what pricing might have to do to make things viable from a project perspective. Like going back to the Harmony, 
I don't fully understand how they're able to do that outside yeah. of. But they are the only yeah. people doing yeah. that. Harmony and, are, you know, and, and, and I just themselves. I have to wonder if part of that is you know where they come from as a company, and if you don't know what I mean by that, you can Google it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my thing about the McCready Strat is every conversation that is had about it should start with the phrase did you hear fender made a strat um oh what so yeah Hold on. exactly did? okay I, I like the strat i i like this guitar even at, it, blake you mentioned it on a recent episode i think with with barry who's a friend to all of us from grez and uh you mentioned like it's almost become a character of the not liking strats thing mm-hmm. it's 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 almost like a a laughing point but it's it's another strat I have a uh, I have one of the Jason Isbell uh, Telecasters, which I looked up recently when I bought it. I bought it used, but at the time they were new for fourteen ninety nine, which everybody was like a fifteen hundred dollar you know made in Mexico Telecaster. Oh no! But and now they're sixteen fifty. They've mm-hmm. gone up. Um, but with that one, it offered a spec that was not available in any other guitar. That Fender offered right. double bound burst Telecaster, like you couldn't get those things anywhere else except that signature edition. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm missing something, there's nothing on the Mike McCready Strat that you can't get in another Stratocaster. A heavy Redick three tone Sunburst Strat. You you can get a road worn for half yeah. the price, made in the same factory. The biggest difference is. The pickup, because I was just looking at that, and I'm like, the biggest difference is the pickups, effectively. I don't know. I'm assuming the wearing pattern, the road-worn pattern is Oh, it, it is different, I, yes. I, I mean, I can't say this for certain, but I, I would certainly feel in the last couple of years there's been more signature guitars, um, and certainly from the likes of Fender, and I think because they are very much a you can chop and change fenders. That's how Leo always designed Mm -hmm. it much Mm -hmm. easier. It's kind of, they can go to an artist and be like, here's what you can have. It's like, I remember going to Japan and going into big boss. That's like the ESP dealer. And you can go in and spec an ESP and they're like, here's every body shape. Here's every neck. And you can piece it together and you can go, this is your signature. We're only going to make one, but it's your signature. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's just, this to me falls great guitar. I think is a uh, very cool looking guitar. Falls very much in the Tom DeLong bracket, which I guess we're going to come to shortly. Which is making a guitar for people who are fans of that band or that person, which I think is absolutely fine. But does it make it the best guitar? I don't know. For us to decide. Yeah, um, that, that's you, where I am at with it. Again, yeah, I, I like it. I just don't know if I love it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's that special other than it being Mike McCready. <sighs> yeah, I feel like if it said John Frusciante on the headstock, oh, which would be wow. virtually the same oh, guitar, right. would be the same guitar, <laughs> we'd yeah. be having a very different conversation, Matt. I'd, it's, I'd, it's, yeah, y'all might. I'd still be saying yeah, the same you know, thing. It's, it's, a fair, it's, a fair, it's a fair argument, but I think at the same time, I would still come back to this could just buy a road worn strat which i think is kind of what <laughs> okay. philip said okay. there it's right unless no. like there there is a an x factor here you're a super fan of mike mccready so the like the yeah. isbel uh telly is a great example so i was like millimeters from buying one though i have absolutely no need for it at all 
because I really love Jason Isbell and it'd be cool to have his telly. So there is that X factor of people who really do love Mike McCready and want to have Mike McCready's guitar that I'm Mm. sure has sold more than one of those things. Oh, I, so, I know someone who bought right. one here in town the day it launched. I've, I'm still trying to get him to let me borrow it to do a video on it, but he hasn't been able to separate it from himself because he loves it, <laughs> But which is fine. But like when I bought the Isbell Telecaster, I bought it not because I love Jason Isbell, which I do. I I won't wax poetic here about Jason Isbell because he's we one can, of though. We can. We'll top do it on three different artists episode. of all time for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but – I got it because I have always wanted a Sunburst double bound Telecaster. And that gave it to me in an affordable price because to get it otherwise, you basically had to go custom shop. Yeah. So if you let's let's spin it another way. If that was the only way to get one mm-hmm. and it was an artist that you could not stand with a fiery passion, would that have swayed your decision making at all? Oh, it would be well with the Jason Isbell, probably not because I can just change the back plate. It's the only places he does his name doesn't even appear on it. It's just his tattoo logo on the back plate. I would change that and be fine. Um, but also, there's a difference between I just don't really care about the artist and hate the artist. Like, I'm not going to name some of the artists I hate just, you know, because we're doing this where other people can hear my opinions. Um, but there are probably the doors. A hand- oh, wait, there- that was on your show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you, Blake. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. But there are definitely a handful of artists that if their name were attached to it, I would probably, even though it's a perfect spec, second guess buying it. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing that we do as humans. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like this is the perfect thing for me, but you're a piece of garbage. So we tribalize around I, things we hate. It's That's so just what we so do. dumb. But I could see how that would have the opposite effect on people as well. You know, or if you're lukewarm on Mike McCready, like I think we all like him and appreciate Pearl Jam, yeah. but it doesn't sound like any of us are super fans. We'd get a Road Warren Telly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love it. I love the look. I mean, I love a, a, a heavy relic sunburst strap. And, and, you know, coming into this, I was very much like, this is one of the ones for me. It looks so cool. But you make a good point that I, I already could get this in the form of a highway, uh, in, yeah, in the form of a road worn. Um, We'll see. Okay. Let's, uh, we'll shelf that one. We'll move on to the next one. Um, back to an affordable guitar is the Squire Paranormal Esquire. The Paranormal series continued to bring out wonderful, interesting, unique guitars. It feels like they are throwing poop at a wall, dear listener, in a good way, <laughs> like good poop mostly, but some of the stuff is just random and some of the stuff is great and is definitely sticking. And one of the things that has stuck solidly to the wall is this <laughs> Paranormal Esquire. Um, so it is 70-style um, Telecaster with that wide-range humbucker just in the bridge, no neck pickup, nothing like that. And then a maple neck, big 70s headstock, very cool. And then what they've made even cooler about this is they've added a three-way rotary switch on the top horn, which allows you to scroll between single coil, humbucking, or humbucking with volume and tone bypassed, which is very cool indeed. This is an affordable Squire. It's just very cool. They also released it in metallic black. They did with a black guard. They did a limited run of a uh, um, like a glitter blue, like a deep blue with a pearloid plate, which was very tasteful. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is just a super cool Squire. It's got a different appeal to some of the other guitars. No, uh, very few people I think would buy this as their main first guitar, but it's an awful lot of fun for 379. And I'm not suggesting that that means it shouldn't win. I'm just saying this is what this guitar's thing is, is Squire have gone, here's something that's a lot of fun that you've not really seen before. Not even like other companies are going, here's a 70s telly with just a humbucker in the bridge. Like this is actually quite unique, even though it's quite safe in other ways. It's extremely unique and it's extremely cool. And I'm going to let you finish, Joe. But (laughs) the best thing Fender put out this year, period, bar none, is the Paranormal Rascal bass. And that's what we should be talking about right here. That thing is so so sick. sick. I bought one immediately. It's the coolest bass Fender has ever made. Full stop. I think we can agree because we're not doing bass stuff on Gear of I the know. Year. So I think we can agree to award Gear of the Year for bass <laughs> to the Squire Rascal yeah, bass. Yeah, I, it I is, agree. It's so it sick. Is extraordinarily cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I expected to see many more of those. Uh, you know, I, I will only digress for a second, dear listener. I expected to see many more of those on the used market three weeks after launch you know and and what actually happened was most people who bought them kept them yeah um you know i thought it was going to do that thing um like uh you know we'll talk about it with with effects but but uh but you know steve rowe was pointing out from drilling deeper into the um the reverb statistics after matt and i talked about the best-selling reverb pedals the cloudburst on reverb has actually sold in the pre-owned section far more than it's sold new yeah. meaning that most people who are buying them normally from shops rather than the reverb are selling them was and that steve or was that peter pesci i think oh, uh, i thought i, I think thought it was steve, steve. yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe steve. it was maybe i think both. that's just the nature well. of the world we're in there isn't it uh, we're, we're in a much more impulsive uh purchasing world because there's so much out there and it's yeah. easy to buy and sell and stuff quickly you know some stuff does devalue, but some stuff you can get reasonable value for. I mean, I've just, when I was looking at the specs for Mike McCready, there's already a couple on reverb for sale. Yeah. Um, you know, it's okay and it's easier than ever to buy something and sell it. And I think that in some ways, I guess I shouldn't hold it against it. Gear of the, case, no, yeah. but I think in some ways, gear of the year is stuff that's kind of maybe got more long term staying power. Oh, yeah. um, because, you know, things like this Paranormal Esquire. Well, actually, I would say maybe, no, I'm going to go back on that. I think yeah. rather than long-term staying power, I think that's why price is so important because I think if you buy a guitar for 379 quid, you'll be happy to chuck it in a corner if you don't play it anymore. If you right. buy a guitar for £1,700, you expect a lot more from it, and mm-hmm. thus if you aren't happy with it in two minutes, you will sell it. Whereas a Paramount yeah. or Esquire, you could buy 10 Squires a year and probably never sell any of them. But you might buy one or two ex- expensive guitars or you know over £1,000 guitars and probably either sell them or exchange them 
very yeah. quickly if you're not happy because you feel like you've made a bigger commitment. Um, and in some ways, I think that's why historically so many of our gear of the year products have been cheaper lower end guitars because yeah. they're kind of scratching an itch that nothing else does. And that's what's so cool about this Paranormal Esquire. It does feel a bit like guitar builders bingo. They've kind of chucked a bunch of ideas in a hat and they're like, okay, we'll pick one from the body shape and then one from the pickup and then one <laughs> kind from of, the neck. Kind of like y'all built the uh, the guitar through the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. No, no. That just ended up being the most boring guitar of all time. <laughs> I was expecting, expecting that guitar to be like speed stripe, neon glitter, pink, five string stratocaster with a humbucker in the headstock you know like something like that yeah british racing green jazz master yeah it's um one of it's it's a cool guitar it's a very very cool guitar i think this this esquire to add a a point to your point matt just to, to deviate a little bit when you say it's the thing that has the staying power it's really hard to at the end of the year judge if things had staying power that were just released. Like, for example, we're going to talk about some products in the amp and in the pedals category that literally were released two and three weeks ago. Mm. So it's impossible for us to know what the staying power of those Mm. things are. We can only speculate. So I don't feel like we can really, which is why I digressed when I was the one that suggested tossing the cloudburst. Uh, I was like, okay, it's sold. Therefore it should be on here. Uh, Staying power. I don't think it matters whether it's sold used or new. Um, because I think if it, even if it's sold used that quickly and they were bought that quickly, it's got a buzz about it. So I have to step back from my it's, personal um, bias. It's just the same cloudburst. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, someone's bought it, sold it, then they own it for two minutes, then they sell it, and then they <laughs> yeah. own it, and then they sell it. So people have, you know, oh, they're so hard to get hold of hold off on reverb it's like it's, you're just waiting for the person who just bought it to relist it <laughs> yeah, the same 15 have just recycled over and over again exactly um so, so the, no. the paranormal esquire they're going i want to talk about it a little bit because i i want to yes. use it as a, a way to talk about the paranormal line as a whole because what they've done a great job with with this overall is almost every time there's a new paranormal release i'm interested and right. it's partially because of the price, because it's. I don't want to say that like four hundred and thirty bucks is just like completely impulse level, but it's not too grand. You know what I mean? It's in guitar world, it's relatively inexpensive. It's like oh, I could move a couple pedals and afford that, you know, or something right. like that. You know, it's it's not this unattainable thing. I'm not saying I wouldn't be irritated if I suddenly had to replace my water heater and it cost about the same amount of money. I'd be pretty pissed about it. But I want to like, know who's replacing your water heater for $430 and I want to me. hire <laughs> well, What's a water heater? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do they mean me. boiler? <laughs> no, no, not, no, not like boiler for your heating, but the thing that heats the water in your house that comes into your bath. Right. Mm-hmm. No, we in in the UK we generally have combi boilers which heat both the hot water and your oh, house at the same yeah. time. Huh? Yeah. We don't gotcha. really have immersion heaters as we call them anymore. They're kind of an old thing in uh, in England. Well, that makes sense for us to hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course, <laughs> you know, because it burns more fossil fuels than America. So. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, before but, we digress but, down that route. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the Paranormal series in general, they're not only just... If there was just like a cheap telly, I wouldn't care, right? If it was just some other yeah. cheap Telecaster, yeah. who cares? But it's the fact that it's unique. It's the fact that it's got some different specs. And the Paranormal series in general just looks very cool. 
that makes it uh, a really interesting series overall. And while this isn't like, you know, I, I'm going to be that guy. If it had a rosewood board, I'd buy it immediately. But um, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm in the camp too. It, if it had uh, a rosewood board, a I'd have one. Clever, fun thing, and we need more of that in the guitar world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so a good fun guitar that I think we can all agree is 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 really nice. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if that's enough for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so the next one, next one along. Um, Philip, do you want to take this one? Can you yes, take this I one? do. Yeah. Okay. Um, because <laughs> as as the resident like hardcore Gibson fanboy, um, <laughs> I think this guitar and listeners, I am talking about the uh, Kirk Hammett Greeny 1959 Les Paul Standard issued uh, Epiphone version, not the Gibson USA version. I think this is bringing in an era that a lot of us have been waiting on. Um, and so it's partially about this guitar itself, and it's also partially about what I think this guitar means moving forward. This guitar gave us the Gibson headstock on an Epiphone. We've all wanted that. Anyone who loves it, it, these guitars has wanted that. The the step that Epiphone made, to Gibson made to put the better headstock on their guitars in the last few years was a good step in the right direction because I saw a Les Paul recently on Facebook Marketplace that had the old headstock and I was like, who on earth would play that absolute travesty of, <laughs> on, on an otherwise beautiful guitar? Um, but this it's an expensive overseas guitar. We'll, we'll get that out of the way. It's $1,500 for an overseas-made guitar, but it is all the right things. This is what Epiphone should have been doing so long ago, just recreating a more affordable version of the uh, guitars that we actually want. And this guitar is one that I actually want. It puts it at a price point that a lot of people can get to it. It's made with great quality. Um I, I don't know what there is. The only thing people are going to be able to argue about this guitar with are the typical Gibson haters who just want to argue against all things Gibson. I, I I couldn't agree more. The biggest, you know, it's exactly what Matt, you said it before we were recording. Like it's the thing that everyone's going to say is that this is an Epiphone that costs 1500 pounds. The thing is though, that it's doing all the things that for years we said we want Epiphone to do. I said, I want Epiphone epiphone to do and i can't now that they've done it say that these are these are wrong yes it's a 1500 pound guitar but come on fender mexico are charging this money and we know epiphone can make the quality this is a good also this means next year i'm going to harken back to this moment when we're crowning the epiphone dg 335 as the gear of the year (laughs) for next year i want to see that i'm not gonna lie i do want it's gonna it's coming i'm gonna buy one day one (laughs) because i I have to have one um do you know what and i you know i know this is the guitar nerds podcast and we all got our separate guitar podcast never really knew and or cared that the headstock on an Epiphone was different. And the first thing that everyone said to me about this guitar is, look at the headstock. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't even care if it just like, it was just totally flat. And it's just oh. like, it's the rest of the guitar that makes a difference. I mean, aesthetically, yes, it's great to be closer to the original, but do you know what? Never really even picked up that the headstocks were really that different because it's not I, the thing my as, eyes go to. Well, you were, you must be one of the only me. people that thinks like that. Yeah. Though. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I just never ever clocked it. 
Never I have brands I will never own because of the headstock. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly I think the, the Fender 12 string guitar, the electric, is yeah. a super cool guitar. I hate that headstock. I will never own one for that reason. Uh, I hate it. I don't like the, the weird heritage sort of headstock. Willy in a floppy sock headstock. Yes, yes. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We we can call that the Red Hot Chili Peppers headstock if you yeah. want. That makes you feel better. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I actually did actually play one of these, um, and yeah, it's, I think it's a great guitar. Um, but and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in more detail. For the same money, would I have that or would I have the harmony? I think the harmony is an overall better guitar. It's a great point. That is a great that's just, point. That's just a much better guitar. If you've got that money to spend, I think you get a much better guitar for the harmony than you do for this. This doesn't feel like a fifteen hundred pound guitar. Right. It feels like a guitar they're charging fifteen hundred for, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Whereas the I, yeah, harmony I feels like a guitar that's worth more. You are money getting every it. penny out of that yeah, harmony. That's true. Yeah. I, I'll yeah. give you that. I think that's the that's the only thing. But you know, they uh, they want to make their monies, and uh, they're definitely going to make it by doing this. But I do think, and me and Joe talked about this before um, we started. I do think it was the right choice to put this one in rather than the Gibson one, because I think this is uh, the Gibson one's just expensive, uh, yeah. really expensive. Very expensive. And yeah. I think they need to make a more affordable one, you know, from a fan point of view and the longevity of their business, they want to bring more people in. They want to appeal yep. to the general buying customer and their kind of average salary as it were so i think this needed to be done and, and again the aesthetic choices as you say like the headstock i think make a difference um but i like what they did with one would i say it's worth that money i don't know i i think with this one though it's also important i love the, the what they did with the greenie they released a custom shop version they released the high dollar version then they released a gibson usa and an epiphone version yeah i and love I, that i love that that mm-hmm. lets everyone most people have an opportunity to own this guitar if that's their style if that's their thing they can get a hold of it mm-hmm mm. Yeah. Not that uh, listeners, not that I'm saying $1,500 is flippant money. Um, but to me, that's below what I standardly expect to pay for a guitar anymore because they're, y'all, it's getting expensive out of here. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. getting dumb. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's the new standard in some ways. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, the change. thing I would say about this one is, is I would really just kind of re- just reflect what Joe said because it literally is what we've all said to Gibson for years. If only you had this headstock, if only you did this, I would buy it. And then people are like, ew, you did what we said we wanted you to do. Don't do, uh, boy, uh, you know, no, it's, I think they've, they've listened to the people on this one to the degree that they're able to. Mm -hmm. And they've come out with something that I think is pretty cool overall. And I've, you know, I really like the Epiphones I've played. I love my Emily Wolf. I absolutely love that thing. Yeah. Uh, no matter what the price point is on it, I think it's a, just a killer guitar. It's and a I very cool love guitar. It. So um, if this is in that ballpark quality-wise, w- which I would imagine it would have to be, to yeah. especially since it's much more money, then uh, I think it's pretty cool. It, again, aesthetically, not necessarily my my go-to Les Paul colors, but oh yeah, no, that's fine. Hmm. That's okay. okay. 
Here at Guitar Nerds, we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings, and you should be too. Stringjoy, if you don't know, are the world's first true string custom shop, but they also do a whole bunch of standard sets made to the same super high custom shop quality. And one of my favourite things about just how lovely Scott and the team are is the Stringjoy reward system. A bit like a Tesco club card, but cool. Every set of strings you buy earns you points. Each pack is worth a dollar in points, and you can save those virtual dollars and put them towards anything in the Stringjoy merchandise store, which, when you have a bucket of guitars and you're always restringing them, makes for a whole bunch of points and thus free merch. It's just a little thing they've set up to say thank you, but I think it's testament to just what a super bunch of people they are and how deserving they are of your string business. Stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe. If your local store doesn't stop Stringjoy yet? Ask them to. Okay, okay, there we go. That's the the Epiphone Greeny Les Paul. Okay, next up, the first of three appearances from this brand in this year's top eleven. It's PRS, and it is the PRS Dead Spec Silver Sky. Um, does anyone want to take this one, or shall I? Oh. Uh, I'll take this one, Joe, okay. because um, <laughs> due to your past history. Now, this is a this is an odd entry because this is new, but it is limited. I think it's the only one on the, this list which is they've announced how many they're going to make. Yeah. Um. So there's only a thousand of these. So whether that potentially plays into gear of the year, I don't know. Um. But this is the. John Mayer Deadspec Silver Sky. So very much designed um, to cover a sound that John Mayer specifically wanted for the 2023 Dead and Company Summer Tour. Um, so this is taking the Silver Sky, which has been, and we talked about it in the regular podcast, one of the best sellers on reverb um, of the last 12 months. Um Probably John Mayer has a lot to do with that, but it is also a fantastic guitar. Uh, this is designed to kind of give a different sound to that uh, you know, style of instrument uh, that pays homage to Jerry Garcia's Alligator guitar. Where, um, obviously, he was the original guitar player in uh, The Grateful Dead. So this is a modded version where you have a swamp ash body rather than older and that is in a sanded nitro satin finish. So kind of similar to the sandblasted finish that you had on Fenders a few years ago. Um, It's got a different um, tremolo, so slightly modified PRS trem that's screwed into the body. So so not a trem. It's not a trem. Well, it's still got the trem hole socket, but you can't. Actually, I think it's still got that. Hasn't it still got the hole? It does. Oh, it does. It, it does. does. Yeah. It's still got the hole. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's their modded trim, but they've modded it in the sense that they're drilling it into the body. So it's so effectively it's a, a hardtail, but it's, it's the same tail. trim mm-hmm. uh, with a hardtail with a brass block. Uh, then you've also got a brass nut and string retainer bar, which is oh, obviously slightly different. The biggest thing is that there is a Alembic Blaster preamp, which can be used uh, (laughs) to give between 3 and 14 dBs of additional gain when the guitar is turned on. So uh, I think this guitar sounds amazing. I was super impressed. I really like the Silver Skies. I love this finish. I love satin nitro finished guitars. I love the sandblasted finish. 
if I had the money, I would definitely be putting this somewhere near the top of my wish list. I think it's great. I think the limited thing plays a little bit of a um, a negative in some way. I can see why, because it's definitely not going to sell as many as the standard. It probably costs a bit more money. Um, you know, having worked in the industry, it's amazing that how something like a ten dollar part, you know, like the Alembic preamp adds to the final cost. Um, so they're probably making less money selling these. And they thought if we're going to make it and people are out there and they've already got one of every other Silver Sky, they're going to buy one of these. Um, but if I was going to spec one I or if I was going to mod one, I might not have thought about the Alembic uh, preamp, but I like some of the other mods. I'm like, that is very cool. Uh, and I think just gives a unique twist on that kind of PRS Silver Sky vibe which in turn is a kind of nice, unique take on the, the sort of uh, Fender Strat. So, yeah, very, very cool guitar for me. Great spec. I love it. This um, I added this guitar to the top 11. <gasps> and this, what? I know. <laughs> you? <laughs> this, okay. This is the Silver Sky that got me. I'm like, that. I mean, I had to look past the man and his awful, awful music and actually – I'm out. At, I'm leaving. <laughs> Done. Done here. <laughs> and just look at the spec of the guitar, just everything about this. And I was like, look, if, if it didn't say John Mayer, I would love this guitar so much. It's going it's, back to our Mike McCready conversation. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I was thinking, mm-hmm. I was trying to think at the time, I was like, man, I don't think I hate any artists enough to not want their guitar. But this is the perfect example. <laughs> this guitar is good enough to make me not care that it's a John Mayer. I love it. I think it's brilliant the alembic preamp is incredibly cool i love the the that brass plate that they have with fitted with the preamp i love that it's a, a hardtail version i love the the color is gorgeous that it's swamp ash that it's textured everything about this is uh yeah a really good guitar so I'm gutted that it's a limited so uh, we need to talk about the limited though for a second just because this came up last year uh with the kaizen yeah, uh, yeah, we talked about this last year about, and I was the number one uh, because it's limited. I didn't feel like I could vote it in, right? Yeah, um, and I'm not saying I don't feel that way about this one because I, I get a similar feel about it. But a thousand units is a big limited run. Yeah, that's you true. Know, when you hear limited mm-hmm. for guitars, now it's different with pedals. A thousand is still a, a big limited run for pedals, but for guitars, you hear 75, 100, uh, two, and 400. I don't know how often I hear a thousand units for a guitar limited run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of guitars. That's a whole lot of guitars. Um, my only, uh, to be honest, my, my only issue with this guitar just boils down to ultimately it's, it's a strat. I mean, it's got some really cool extra specs. It's got some really cool extra things. And if you're really into that sound, like the Olympic preamp, and you're really into those kinds of things, awesome. I think yeah. this is your this was your guitar. Um, so yeah. yeah, I uh, I I'm kind of again, you know, I hate to do this repeatedly, but I'm kind of with Joe on it. Um, I'm not the biggest Mayer fan, but the uh i don't know this the whatever this part of me is that just wants to be contrarian uh with everyone <laughs> when when the silver sky was first was i know i like railed against the silver sky last year and i still do feel that that, that was the right thing to do but 
the thing that I like about the Silver Sky is that there are so many haters. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I'm like, well, a- now I kind of want it just because you hate it so much, you know, type of thing. Um, which is, you know, just how I am as a person, which is not a great thing. Um, but this one in particular, if I erase all of the, everyone's opinion from this and erase my opinion on it being a strat, as you said, Phil, um, yeah. this is a cool guitar. This is, yeah. it looks, it looks great. I know that they play great because I've played them. Um, it really is a cool guitar. And if I was going to buy a Silver Sky, this is the one I would get. Right. Uh, Blake, yeah. you're a you're an old school like Warped Tour guy, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is not to stereotype, but there's this thing around people who were really like into that scene. And I wasn't. Um, I enjoyed going to like DIY hardcore shows, but that was never like my style of music. I just liked going to anywhere live music was happening and I really didn't care what mm-hmm. the music was. Um, but that whole mentality of you love things that aren't popular and you hate things that are popular. That's such a common trend I know. that comes out of that culture. And so it's really funny to hear you say it out loud that it's like, Oh, now it's become hated enough that I like it. Like that yeah. was the thing that shifted your perspective on <laughs> that it. That happens all the time. Yeah. I'm like, well, the more, the more boomers that rant about something, the more I'm going to like, like that thing. That <laughs> oh man, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this one's, this guitar is doing well for for everyone. I think it's uh, it's just a, it's a relatively popular instrument. Maybe the fact that it is just you know a slight alteration on something that's been around for a long time is going to play against it when we get into the nitty gritty. But we'll see. Yeah. That's that. Um, next up, the second edition from this brand. Um, who's taking this one? Blake, can you talk around this one, or is uh, is this one out I- of you? No, I actually have played this guitar before. Um, Let me look up some specs real quick because I want to make sure I'm not, you know, making things up like I did with the uh, (laughs) the non-existent (laughs) TV Jones pickups. Uh, (laughs) So we're whilst he's doing that, we're talking about dear listener the second entry for PRS. It is the Miles Kennedy signature model, just the PRS Miles Kennedy. That's that's Mm -hmm. all they're calling it. Yeah. So. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, you know, unique for PRS in a, in a sense in that uh, it's another new body shape for them, which yeah. which is no, which is something that, you know, that, that is new for them. And it, I guess it completes their um, two essential fender body shape thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this is one of the – I mean, there's a lot of artist stuff we're talking about this year, right? This is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. This is one where I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of – I'm people get mad. I'm sort of lukewarm on miles Kennedy. I'm like, it's yeah. What? That's, it's all right. I mean, is he super talented? Yes. Is it for me? Not, not necessarily. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather just have Creed, you know, if I'm going to (laughs) pick, if I'm going to pick, let's just go with Scott Stapp. Okay. Uh, (laughs) but miles is no doubt, doubt, super talented and, and, uh, and obviously deserving of a signature guitar. Now, my favorite thing about this is probably, the green color like i know we <laughs> oh shouldn't just <laughs> i know <laughs> am i the only uh-huh. one like you don't like that green no, no one i like the green, green but guitars. it's not my favorite thing about the guitar it's not my favorite thing i actually like the pickups the best because i did okay. play it at, at gear fest but the thing that grabbed me immediately was the green color i love green i'm a big fan of green 
I don't know why anybody would argue with green. Look at like a Cadillac green Gretsch with gold hardware and tell me that's not a sick looking guitar. This has some of those vibes going on when you look at it closely as far as aesthetics go. Now, not exactly, but it has some of those vibes. Um, they're extremely nice playing guitars. Really, really play like gorgeously. And the criticism that PRS guitars get oftentimes is that their pickups tend to quote unquote lack character. Mm-hmm. They kind of seem, some people will call them sterile. Uh, and I can say that I've had similar feelings to some of their guitars in the past. These pickups do not do that. These pickups have all kinds of like telly goodness going on while having their own flavor as well. I really, really liked them a lot. And I went into it going like, this guitar looks kind of cool. Let's try it out too. Wow. This is a fantastic instrument. Really, really uh, a good job by PRS on this. And um, I think you'll find that anyone that has played one has a similar feeling, which is yeah. really, really interesting. Where, Cause I think a lot of people saw the new like tele inspired shape and was like, eh, I don't know about that. And I, I admit I had that kind of similar feeling, but once I actually got my hands on it and sat down with it and played it, it was like, this is a great instrument. So yeah. I'm actually a way bigger fan of this than I ever expected that right. I would be. Wow. I think for me, it is the pickups, those, because uh, obviously people were joking that it was the, uh, what do they say, the Miles Kennedy NF. And then yeah. people were like, not Fender. Um, but obviously, <laughs> NF is for the uh, the narrow field um, pickups that are in there. And I think why not great, both? Why, why not, not both? both? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the. Um, the thing is, is because they're kind of, in some ways, they're like mini humbuckers, but they're obviously their own design. Yeah, but they don't sound like that, really. It's, it's they're kind of the way they split, because they split like you would imagine a five position on humbuckers. So mm-hmm. you've kind of got a treble position, and then you've got um, sort of like treble, and then one of the neck pickup, and then both, and then the two inners, and then just the, the neck. But because you've also got a push-pull on the tone control, but they're saying it's not a typical coil split. It's very much, it, it's kind of own thing. So it's almost like a preset tone roll off for the treble pickup. So you can bring in higher frequencies uh, down to slightly darken the guitar tone. So, you know, they really do think about the spec, but I love the idea of this having the kind of, I I think it's all the specs for me. Certainly the, the brass saddles, the hardtail bridge, those pickups, plate design the body design i think it's wicked I, so, I, even even the trust rod cover uh the trust I rod cover is cool well, i like yeah, it yeah the owl mm-hmm. i don't know what an owl has to do with with it but um it's a spirit animal <laughs> it looks cool it's a spirit it, animal. It, it, it looks um, cool yeah yeah no I, I i'm in i think it's great spec um I, if i was going to have one of the colors i'd probably have black or antique white um I must admit, the Hunter's Green is god awful. But no, I hate, no, I, I hate no. all green guitars. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm no, just, I'm with Blake on Team Green guitars. But, uh, I think um, it looks great in green as well. What? Um, what's the difference here? Quickly with the NF53 because that's the same guitar, but the not the Miles Kennedy version. Is that right? So the NF53 is the same body shape. Um, slightly different spec. 
Because that came from pickups for one thing. Yeah, they they released them at the same time. And yeah, different pickups was the main thing I took away from it. I think we've got some slightly different, like, radius and stuff going on oh uh, yeah though, so these yeah. ones have narrow fields but they're different narrow fields and it only has the three-way selector but same body shape um, i think the finish options are different too because they do this like transparent black almost dog hair finish on the nf53 which i, like. I actually think yeah. is the best finish these guitars are offered in period yeah no i think the miles kennedy's is a slightly better spec i think so yeah uh, yeah had to double so- check because I remember seeing both at the same time, and I was like, wait, isn't that the same guitar? They did drop them both at the same time. It yeah, was very it's... confusing to me as well. Yeah, And so I was talking I was to the... Paul about it. I was like, what is going on? What is this? <laughs> I don't understand. He made I'm me in understand. the camp of when I first saw them, that I was like, that thing is fugly. Just, <laughs> I, I was. And until I saw one in person, and then I got it. Like, I, I don't know why. I don't know why pictures didn't convey it very well, but I saw one in person and, and got one in my hands. And I was like, oh, I I sort of get the aesthetic now. Like, it mm-hmm. all really does work together. But I was also in the camp of, I don't know that I like the idea of humbuckers trying to do Telecaster sounds. I don't know. Like, I had all of these old school thoughts go through my head. Also, there's just my general predisposition towards PRS, which has softened significantly this year. Um, I've, I've owned more PRS guitars this year than at any other point in my life, uh, until I found (laughs) one that I just loved. And now I've got that guitar, but I really have grown to like these guitars. Even if I would never own one, these are, this is not something I would buy for myself. One, I don't play telly style instruments enough. Uh, but it's something I really started to get and appreciate and, and the sounds that can come from it. Other players that I've heard play it, not me. Don't, don't listen to me. Try to play country style licks, but (laughs) some of, and, and I know that that's really stereotypical to see a telly style body and instantly think country guitar when Miles Kennedy is anything, but, but, um, I think they're better guitars than my initial reaction gave. I still don't know that I'm hot enough on them to call it gear of the year, but, the uh, the buzz around them shows me that I am probably in the minority on that one. Yeah. 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 Th- this is a cool, exciting, interesting guitar. There's nothing I don't like about it. I don't know if there's enough exciting about it to make it get top three. That's yeah. how I'm feeling right now. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how things shake out. It's definitely far from my least favorite guitar this year. And yeah. I think if I played it, I'd be like... Well, this is, you know, I feel like this probably is one of those, if you own this, you probably don't need another guitar. It's that good. Um, I'm just struggling to find that spark with it. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. The next guitar we're going to talk about is the Fender. Another signature model, dear listener, the Fender Tom DeLong Stratocaster. So the second single pickup loaded instrument we're going to be talking about. It is a reissue of that early 2000s Stratocaster, despite the fact that he is not playing Stratocasters. I went to see them live at the O2, and he did not play this guitar not once. Not even bring out, just do one song with it, dude. You've got to deal with Fender. They're literally making you Starcasters for free, probably. The least you could do is the only way they're making money back off of you is this guitar. Just play it for one song. 
you know, they, they actually played, they finished the set on Damn It, and he doesn't play this guitar for it, despite the fact that in the promotion video for this guitar, they say, what do you think most about with this guitar? And he's like, oh, yeah, I think about this song, and he plays Damn It, which is hilarious because when Damn It came out, he was playing Les Pauls. Right. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I tell you what. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's. I think. Again, I don't know if this is the right argument or not, but there was obviously a lot of hype when these came out. A yeah. lot of hype, and they sold very quickly. Graffiti but, yellow, Matthew. But also the amount of uh, you know good friends of ours who who YouTube. Uh, had massive quality control issues with these guitars. And how quickly, if you look, um, dealers still have stock and how quickly the price has dropped. Right. Mm. Has uh, it? Yeah. You yeah. can buy them for less than a 1000 now. And really? there's R- uh, RRP, so RRP pricings for, for, for Europe oh, is yeah, £12.99. So you can buy them as little as 999 Yeah, and um, you've got the black one for 9 And I think a lot of people bought into these really heavily, um, and a lot of the fans bought them really early on, and now they're maybe not selling because this is... I guess kind of similar to argument we talked about with the Mike McCready and potentially with the Epiphone Greeny, although maybe less so with that. Actually, I've realized there's a lot of signature guitars on yeah, this yeah. list. <laughs> In all fact, nearly all of them are signature guitars. Mm-hmm. I just think this is the ultimate fan guitar. I don't know if it offers me anything and a single Invader humbucker in the bridge with just a volume control would, and a hard tail. I would rather have one of the guitars we didn't put on the list, which is the Squire HT Sonic um, <laughs> single coil, uh, single humbucker strat for £179. I mean, it is this guitar, basically, but for um, £179, isn't it? It's, you know what? If you, I think I'm with you, though, Joe. If I bought that guitar and then was like, great, they're playing, and I'm going to see him play it, and then he doesn't play it, I'm a bit like... Does that mean he doesn't believe in it? Do you know what I mean? That that to sure. me kind of goes, oh, like... That, that makes me think, because look, you know, Fender, uh, you know, are literally the Disney of the guitar world now. I, th- I think we don't, we can't look too close at Fender if we want to actually put them in the list. Like, if we want to talk about quality control, we probably shouldn't ever talk about Fender because they definitely have issues there. But... They've done Matt. They've done this thing. Imagine we still worked in GAC and there were graffiti yellow single I, humbucker Stratocasters I on the wall. I still wouldn't be sell- bothering with this one. Buy a Squire, paint it yellow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buy a Warmoth body. Just, um, you you can't parts caster argument about things in Gear of the Year. It doesn't count because every single guitar like. we'll talk about, you could parts caster. Uh, well, every Fender style guitar you could parts caster. I was gonna say it'd be a, it'd be a tough road to hoe to, to be parts castering the PRSs. Yeah, fair really enough, would. Fair I, I just yeah. think the Tom DeLong. I just it doesn't innovate anything for me. It doesn't wow. do anything wow. differently Mm-mm. for me. This this guitar is a perfect example of our childhood being fed back to us. They're mm-hmm. capitalizing on nostalgia, and that's it. Mm. That's if it. they put out the Starcaster, I think we'd probably be having a different totally different story. Because here's the deal: a Starcaster period from Fender is something you cannot buy right now. If you they brought Squire. out, 
Well, yeah, but not from Fender. Yeah. So if they brought out a Fender Tom DeLonge Starcaster, they would not only hit the Tom DeLonge fan group, but they would get the Starcaster fan group who couldn't care less about Blink-182. Yeah. Like, you're going to get everybody, well, not everybody, but you see what I mean? That's just a bigger yeah. fan base. I, and it's a guitar he actually uses. Do you know, I th- I think for me, the biggest lo- uh, the biggest thing that's putting me off this and voting it anymore is exactly that that he's not using it i always go back to um when me and joe went to the ernie ball factory and they were talking about any of the artists and they were like if they make a single change while they're on tour you know whether they change their gauge or string or the way they set it up we change our production so it's exactly the same the guitars they play are the same guitars that you play yeah and i it just annoys me that the signature guitars it's kind of like and we didn't put it on this list because it wouldn't have got anywhere near but it's like the bruno mars strat that came out bruno mars isn't even in the video <laughs> to advertise the guitar <laughs> and it's just like you know to me that that's a yeah every then, other guitar on that list well, it's if it's, it's an a, artist is someone's artist guitar but this feels like a cash grab. Yeah. Well, Fender are the Disney of the guitar world, and it's problem. <laughs> yeah, it's problematic for us to look too close at it because I guess with this one, it was just too thinly veiled, and that's yeah. you know that's that's yeah. But that's you know, if that's what you want, then and you're a big fan, then great, you've got it there. Especially oh, if you couldn't afford the original one. Oh, thinly veiled cash grabs from Fender. That's <laughs> foreshadowing for future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 so Philip, you said this is like, you know, just our nostalgia being yeah. fed back to us. And, and I agree with that. And I'm awaiting with an open mouth. I'm ready. Yeah, to well, there are certain the parts of my yeah. nostalgia that I'm waiting to be fed back to me, like an Epiphone DG335. Yeah. Let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you know, actually, there are better ways to achieve this. I know this doesn't count for gear of the year, but certainly. After I went to see Blink-182 and I was like prime, fully nostalgia-riddled, um, I started looking around for a Mark Coppice, you know, one of his precision jazz basses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they've not reissued that, but it goes for a, a load of money, pre-owned now. And I was kind of like, I just came to the conclusion, I can just go to, a, a you know, one of the luthiers that does like their versions of a Fender Custom Shop and get exactly what I want from this, you know, without any of the things I don't want for kind of the same money that this goes for secondhand. And actually mm-hmm. when I did, I, I went to, um, uh, I went to Rigby Music uh, up in, in the north of the UK and the, the fellow I was speaking to, he was like, oh, funny that you want this. I've got a guy who's also specking up a Tom DeLong style Strat, but he wants more tasteful colours and a little bit of light relicking and a nitro finish and a, a pickup that's maybe slightly more usable than an Invader. <laughs> and, it, and, and essentially, you know, he's probably for the same money as this Tom DeLong is able to spec up something that's a, a little bit more nuanced than uh, mm-hmm. than than this guitar is. But okay, yeah. But Fair I, I think we're all on the same page with this uh, with yeah. one part of this argument, anyway. Is like. I, I think this is a cool guitar. It's it, aesthetically, I do like the colors. They're, it's very much you know in my wheelhouse as far as you know loud weird stuff. But um, gear of the year, no, unfortunately. And I'll, Can't see if, it. It, if it was the Starcaster, I'd be like, come on, guys, it's the Starcaster. Right. Let's go. Starcaster Let's go. Would be, yeah. yeah, but yeah. this is like I I've went back and forth on it because I want I just want it to win because it'd be funny. 
Um, but it doesn't actually deserve it, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Okay, next on our list, another single bridge humbucking guitar. Matthew, why don't you talk us through it? Yes. Sorry, I was muted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Manson. Manson Guitars. So now owned by Matt Bellamy of Musel. Part no, fully owned, partly owned. Um so Manson's the guitar store is now closed. Manson Guitar Works is a fully fledged business and they are kicking it up a notch. They are obviously making thinking about making guitars that are more affordable for people who love the body shape, love the design. So many artists, including Matt Bellamy and obviously our friend Mikey Demas. The MA Junior. The is- MA was the one I, I meant to put MA. I realize I yeah. haven't put it on our list, but it was MA is what I told our listeners. Exactly. So, so there's yeah, two models they launched, the MA Junior and the Verona. But the MA Junior is the one we're going to talk about because that is their kind of offset T-style kind of vibe, very much similar to the body shape of the Shergold Telstar that we talked about earlier. Um, but these are single humbucker T-style guitars at an affordable price, uh, or I always say affordable, obviously we have to understand that not everyone, affordable is different for everyone. But these are UK produced. Um, oh, so this is something okay. that has not been seen, certainly from Manson before. Uh, at that price point, so Manson guitars have always been made in the UK, or predominantly made in the UK, but not at this price point. Thirteen nine nine. Uh, so this is the same workshop as the kind of MB, the Matt Bellamy guitars, and has undergone a lot of programming development to make sure they can create a really high spec guitar at this entry price point now i do think they have done this to slightly capitalize on companies like trent which we have talked about a lot who are making great guitars at really affordable prices in the uk Uh, and i think to do that they follow a very similar kind of spec so this is obesh uh, obeshi body obesh body um this is open pour wood with satin finish um 12 inch radius with a 25 inch scale length v neck profile v neck profile as well uh, anodized aluminium scratch plate custom kill switch kill, kill switch, switch. oh yeah uh, fun. custom manson uh humbuckers uh goto uh machine heads um They've put goth bridge, but I think they mean goto bridge. They do. Um, <laughs> I choose to believe that it's a goth bridge. I, but I, for I, me, <laughs> this is, I mean, I have raved about Trent guitars all year. Um, the neon pink guitar is an absolute winner for me. I think this is a very cool guitar. And no doubt they have had a lot of people eyeing up Mansons for a very long time who are looking at things like the Matt Bellamy guitars and going two and a half, three, five is just way too much money for me. And I think this is to get people into their brand uh, and, you know, have them part of their kind of buying journey for the rest of their guitar playing life. And, you know, by also by doing this and developing this, I think it opens the door for a lot more guitars in the future. Um, because once they know how to make a guitar like this for that price point, it's only a few steps before they can start making minor adjustments or adding in different spec or different options as well. Um, I think the 
only downside I can see is that they only make them in right-handed, which is not fun for anyone um, who's a listener who's left-handed looking at this going, Matt's just sold it to me. Uh, You can't buy a lefty version. But for me, the MA Junior is an absolute winner. I think that's very cool. My own personal view, I'd like a covered humbucker on there. Um, But... I think this is a very cool guitar for a great price point and seems to be a very winning price point in my opinion as well. That's we've talked about that kind of level of price already quite a bit. 1299, 13.99, 14.99 seems to be where most things are landing at the moment um, that we want to talk about. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I want one and it's a very cool color indeed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I didn't realise how much I like this guitar until I think we've take it, taken a look at the specs. But I am I am so here for a British built guitar at this price point. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so for me, it's a matter of so I had not heard of this guitar until we got this list. So I need to. This is me discovering it for the first time. Um, so what I'm seeing is uh, a Tom DeLong with a Tele style body. <laughs> um, a better pickup, a kill switch, a push push series parallel switch, better hardware, um, a better gig bag uh, for about the same price. Uh, yeah, so what yeah. I'm saying mm-hmm. is you also I know this is a minor touch and most people aren't going to buy a guitar for this feature, but a flywheel truss rod adjustment. Let's yep. go. Yeah, yeah, yep. please yep. make setup so easy for me. The only flaw I have with this guitar, and it's such a minor thing, and we touched on it a little earlier, is I actually just actively hate the headstock. That very slight (laughs) tweak from the Tele-style headstock, I uh, I could fix it, though. It's an easy fix. Give me an option for a black headstock or a matching headstock, and I would absolutely order this guitar tomorrow. Do you know what? I would would agree. I think the very light maple headstock, it just looks a bit cheap uh it's not even oh it's not even like cheap squire it's like oem brand you walk into a store 179 pounds yeah yep made in china somewhere and it was blank and you ordered a logo off of etsy yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's that is the that is the only letdown for me but you know what it's like i said about the epiphone that's not the thing I look at, and it's not the reason I buy a guitar. So <laughs> I could live with it. I could live with it. But it is the biggest letdown, in my opinion, as well. I, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Also, that Miami blue is just perfect. Yeah, I do love very, it. Very, very cool. Yeah. Really great color options. Yeah. The, yeah. So I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm with Philip here. I discovered this on the list as well. Um, and I had almost the exact same vibe. I mean, I think the bright colors are really cool in a little bit of a sidestep from where I might normally gravitate visually. Uh, well, that's not a hundred percent true. I do like black guitars, but like that satin black, if that was all murdered out, like the headstock, like you're talking about, that mm-hmm. thing would look insanely cool yeah. and I would rock it a hundred percent. Uh, I still would play it. Don't get me wrong. And I did not realize when we were first looking at them that they're actually made in the UK and that sells them to me even more. So that's, that's a strong contender right there that is very cool but yeah. again i don't think manson has the market penetration over here that like it seems like a very common brand that you guys are well aware of and i no doubt they make great stuff but they're they're really not over here very much so it's not yeah. something that's top of mind at all yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So strong, strong reaction there for the uh, for the Manson Manson entering the affordable affordable-ish end of the market, having been a custom shop for so long. Next up, EVH. So another kind of entry for Fender. We're talking about the EVH Frankenstein guitar. Now this is. Definitely another signature model. Obviously, we do. It's an Eddie an Eddie Van Halen, his iconic um, Frankenstein guitar. Obviously, this is this is the most specific of signature models that you could possibly get. But how can we not talk about it the first time this has been available as a relatively affordable? Well, it's two thousand US, I think these guitars mm-hmm. are going for. But like, as in, it's being built. It's not just something you get from a custom shop. They've gone extra attention to detail. You know, it's got the dummy five way in the middle. It's got the dummy neck pickup, and then it's the Wolfgang angled humbucker in the bridge. They've even done all the all the weird routing for the various pickups that would have been there so it's it's all messed up the bridge routing and everything like that the weird cutout mini plate with the dummy holes and just the volume control nothing left they've gone the attention to detail is exquisite and it's an important guitar for that reason i think it's been added Although I'm already finding myself sort of stretching for things, even during you know, the guitarist <laughs> intro. <laughs> do, do you know, you said, oh, I think this is, I think you said this is the first time it's been done at this level. And I'm like, my first thing was, is it? It feels like this guitar has just been made and made and made, and made again. And, made. <laughs> and it's just like, I get, I love Van Halen and EVH is amazing and just one of the best guitar sounds and Van Halen one's just incredible and but I'm just like I wouldn't ever buy this I don't I think it's great that they've kind of replicated it for that money but I'm like I'm surprised it's the first time they've done that I actually think EVH make better different guitars now obviously we can't talk about those necessarily because it's not new this year but i'm surprised that this was in the list because i didn't think it was new because it feels like this has just <laughs> been around forever um but i don't know you know because i know they did that like eighty thousand dollar one at some point didn't they i think summer now a few years ago um i, 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 mean, did, if, I just think i think the wolfgangs are a much much better guitar I do uh, but if again same we said for tom DeLong, same said with others if you're massively into that artist, then there you go. That's you can go there and you can get exactly that. Yeah. Um, and I think EVH makes some great guitars. I mean, they really make some cool guitars. And I definitely think the Wolfgang is a guitar that you know, if I could have unlimited money on guitars and I could buy a guitar every month, I'd absolutely be buying one. But this, I'm like, mm, I'm not so sure. Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound and play their best. After two years of research and development and in collaboration with top guitar repair shops, Music Nomad developed 
in 2021 the Keep It Simple Setup, aka KISS. And now thousands of guitar players, from beginners to pros, have learned how to set up their own guitar. They demystified the guitar setup process by developing innovative precision gauges and tools combined with step-by-step -step general guidelines anyone can follow and set up their guitar to play and sound great. With their KISS method and their gauges, you can check the vital areas of your guitar and use their toolkits to perform your own setups. They have a 24-page instructional booklet available in seven languages, downloadable for free, and many how-to videos, both by setup tasks as well as many complete setup video tutorials for popular brands such as Fender, Gibson, Taylor, PRS, and more. Not only is it fun, but a properly set-up guitar takes your playing and sound to a whole new level. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com. Their website has a very cool setup hub section where you can find everything you need to know so you can start setting up your guitar properly. Follow them on social media at, at musicnomadcare. Kiss your guitar with Music Nomad's Keep It Simple Setup. Okay, okay. Fair this enough. Yeah. This was the one I would have ripped out of the list and put in the Ventera 2 Base 6 if I'd had the option. Right. I like this guitar. I think it's fine. I like EVH. Uh, I, I just, uh, like y'all said, this has been done to death. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I wanted it to be in the list because I think it's important that this guitar is available at this price point and has become sort of a a current line, a standard line model. Mm -hmm. But I think I agree. Maybe we don't need to spend some time, we'd spend time on it. I think we're all kind of in the same place with the Frankenstein. Um, not that it's not a great guitar. It's just, this is some tough criteria uh, that we've got right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems like, I mean, the, if I had to estimate the reason this guitar exists is for the Van Halen super fan, who's never really been able to afford anything Frankenstein style, you know, like that's who it's for. And they yeah. don't want the Wolfgang because that's not what they think of when they think of Van Halen, even though that's what Eddie played towards the, you know, the end yeah. of his career. Uh, they want the Strat and they just can't quite make the stretch to go do it, which I definitely understand. Um, that's who this is for. Is that a big enough segment of the guitar market that I think that, warrants this being a contender for gear of the year i don't think so right. is it cool yeah and like matt said if i had unlimited funds and could own every guitar oh yeah i'd buy this in a heartbeat because it'd be fun it would be a blast to play but it's not gear of the year no. okay okay we're all in the same place well let's move yeah. on to number 11 then the last one before we start putting together our top threes dear listener philip why don't you talk to us about this one i'm going to talk to you about this year's Number one, gear of the year guitar. <laughs> the, so, uh, listeners, or dear listeners, because I can say that on this podcast. Um, <laughs> dear listeners, let me tell you about my history with PRS in a very condensed form. There are exactly three models of PRS guitars I really care about. And all three of them have uh, David Grissom has had a hand in developing. And so when the DGTSE came out, I thought, this is it. This is the guitar that finally puts the DGT into every player's hands. And the market has absolutely responded to, yeah. to back that up for me. The PRS DGT, the DGT was the first 
PRS model that I ever looked at and went, I would play that every night, every gig, the rest of my life. That's it's the right neck profile, it's the right look, especially the gold. And I actually like the birds on it, which is weird. Um, <laughs> but I, I liked the dot necks too, because you know, back when the DGT was first um, unveiled, what was that? Oh eight. I don't remember. My brain doesn't go that far back, but it was an option. Like you didn't have to have the birds. You could get the, the moon and laser, whatever, neither here nor there. So to bring this out, sub a thousand dollars, what's it at? Seven ninety I'm looking at one second hand for six nine nine on eBay. Right? I got get it, it, it now. Get it now. You're, there is no other guitar at that price point that that's, is that good? Period. It's like in the States, it's at eight forty nine. Okay. Here in most places, still. Still reasonable. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let, I, I I don't see I don't see an alternative that is is as good. So, um, so David Grissom has had a hand in developing the PRS McCarty. He had a hand in developing the PRS McCarty five nine four, and of course he's had a hand in the David Grissom signature uh, PRS. And all three of them are my favorite models of PRS guitars. And to have this one available. I, I really don't know how else I can wax poetic about it. Just read down the specs if you want, if you want to be really boring and just read a list. Um, it's just got the most vibe of any PRS guitar I've ever seen. It is a little plain. Well, that's, little- that's a hallmark of the SE in general. Sure, sure. So that that's going to be a part of that, um, that it is a little plain. But it... I, I, by the way, I'm finding things. I also think this is an absolutely spec-wise. This is a fantastic guitar. It feels like it's offering me everything I love about yeah. vintage guitars on something that I know is super well built and reliable and sturdy. And 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 I understand why people buy PRS, and I don't traditionally like PRS because I find the brand looks too much at features and not enough at how things should look, or at least it it looks at how things should look in a very different way. I want things to look rugged and cool and rough around the edges, not quite so polished and fancy. This seems to have an incredible feature set and doesn't have a lot of the wank that comes with PRS. (laughs) This is just a great... They've just gone, what would be a good guitar for people who like vintage guitars? Let's make that exactly. And that's what this is. And that's what they did. It, it, I yeah. it's a monster. Sorry, I, go I ahead. Think, no, I I think this is up. You know, I've watched a lot of videos um, of this. I think sound wise, I think you get the passion of everyone who plays it. Who just you know just says this is it. And I think the real clinching thing here is that price point is crazy good. The gold top is amazing. I think Joe, as you said, it's everything about vintage in a modern guitar it's someone who knows guitars inside and out it's built an amazing guitar for the money um you've got those you know custom designs pickups they spent so long on with the coil tap on there as well so many amazing options that sound great great sounding trim great feel and yeah you can buy a brand new one for 799 i i just think this ticks every single box i think the only downside is they seem to be out of stock everywhere <laughs> no no there are eight in stock at gear for music matt 
in oh, gold. Well, this is oh well, this is the guitar that I am going to convince Joe Branton to buy me with all of the money. <laughs> you, you're entitled to a guitar. <laughs> you get you get something at the end of the year, Matt. You can choose. Well, I will choose this, and I know people in retailers, so I'll get your discount, save you some money. Well, but thanks. this is if I had to buy one guitar this year, hundred percent PRSSE DGT. I think. As, as you said, Philip, this is the guitar you could play every single day and you wouldn't get bored. Nope. And and one of the things, and this is such a minor thing, but so one of the things that PRS does in its, I don't want to call them sub-brands, but basically the more cost-effective lines below the core, you get down to the uh, S2 line, they change the carve of the top. And that's right. one of the ways they save money is they don't have to uh, get it as, pres- you know, get the slopes. And, and I've had a few S2s. And then you get down to DGT. I mean, so the SE line, you typically see the same thing. Look at the carve on the, the DGT SE, though. Yeah. You get a great carve, which is different than the rest of the SE or the S2 lines. No expense I, spared in this one. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, I think it's just a lot of guitar for not a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, I I don't see how this one doesn't win, just to be truly that, honest. That does seem to be a feature of a lot of our front runners is um, features versus price mm-hmm. seems to be uh, coming out on top in a lot of places. Okay, uh, well, well, that's it. Well, that's well, our hold, hold, now hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> Easy. Okay, okay. The thing about this guitar... All everything you guys said is absolutely true. Uh-huh. But I there's, think there's 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 a, a prop there's a problem though. Right. Mm. It's PRS. No. Okay. It's boring. It's very boring. I would walk by this in a shop and go, hmm, eh. And just walk by it. It's it doesn't get my blood flowing right, in the enough. slightest. Like, it's didn't pretty... a sixty three reissue Stratocaster win last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was with, despite my best attempts. Okay? I, 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 I would agree with you. And I think the thing is, is now that probably all of us go into less guitar shops and watch more videos and talk to more friends. And it's, and it's, I think it's the other people's experiences on this that kind of sells us a lot of the time, isn't it? And that's what you, that's what causes you to go and seek these things out. I just think that most of the things we've talked about in here, I, I t- in fact, I would say the only guitar that I would see and not walk past, realistically, is the Harmony. Right. Because I would see that and go, that is cool. That's why go, that I think it cool. I think it ranks higher because it's it's it has a lot of the same thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure these guitars, because I haven't played either of these ones, but I'm sure they sound and play vastly different because they're vastly different in yeah. in a lot of regards. But in the like, what you get for the money, plus it's kind of interesting. The harmony ranks much higher than for me than the PRS. I agree. I agree. Um, The now that's not to say I think this is a bad guitar, but I do have one more person. This is like more of like a personal thing, and I could see why somebody else might be fine with it. I don't love where the pickup selector is. Oh, I don't don't know where else I would put it on this body shape, but I don't love it there. Upper mm-hmm. horn like the oh, rest of the five nine fours. Dear listener, yeah. it's, it's in a weird place. I don't even know where to say where it is. It's sort of it's at behind the, the bridge. Yeah, that's yeah. It's that behind the, the bridge. I don't, I, don't to, I don't need to change pickup combinations. That often. oh, that's true. Neither do I. 
So I for constantly me, do. So, 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 so Blake, for me, the thing about this guitar, uh, in comparison to the Harmony, which I, I will say both of them are in my top three, um, the thing about this guitar versus the Harmony, to me, the Harmony is a character guitar. This is an every gig guitar. The, that's and, fair. and that's that's for me because to me the combination of humbuckers with a six screw trim um with the coil tap some vintage styling which uh, we all know I'm a boomer trapped in a millennial's body uh it's this is the perfect pair and the affordability because don't get me wrong I have been looking at DGTs for a while just waiting for one to creep down into my purchasing like threshold when I have the money, which is not that often. Um, but I, I do see what you're saying uh, as far as what would like stop me and cap catch my attention. But for me, it's like what catches my attention and makes it to the checkout counter. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's my problem is I think that had you guys and a lot of other friends like not mentioned anything about it, I would never have picked this guitar up. That's the problem. Yeah. I would never have given it a chance because it's like, eh, it looks, there's nothing wrong with it, but no. there's nothing particularly right with it either. Like I'd been more tempted to grab one of those Mansons. Now that is a personal taste thing. Somebody else yeah. could see this and go like, this is the most aesthetically beautiful guitar ever. And for, I am obviously not the typical PRS fan because my favorite PRS that's ever been made has been discontinued because they weren't selling <laughs> them. So the Starla was my favorite PRS oh, uh, aesthetically yeah. and the, those are no longer made. a scratch plate. Yeah, that might be it. I don't know. Yeah, I the, like the, the single PRS I own is a discontinued model. So yeah. So, but that's not to say I think this is a bad guitar. It's just, it's a little bit of a snoozer for me. I, I don't get excited by it at all. Okay. There, are, I get more excited by the Miles Kennedy. Granted, I played that one and I really liked it, so that's also playing into that factor as well. Sure. Well, that's interesting. It makes the DGT actually the most controversial guitar in this list. When I look at, so dear <laughs> listener, we've got a, we've got a document where we can assign our points to it. As I said at the start, three points for a uh, for first place, two for second. Matt's tried to give two things second place and two points, <laughs> but. Uh, which is skewing oh, everything yeah, so, right so now. Oh, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got uh, you've got to change that, Matt. I'm um, going to change it to that. Wow. So that actually changes the total score of that one and, and changes our third, play, our third place. Yeah, it creates a tie. <laughs> so, um, so it's interesting to see how this is panning out, dear listener, because basically the DGT's done very well with Philip and Matt. They've both given it their full three points at the moment. But because Blake isn't listing it in his top three it's it's sort of hindering it it's the one of the only most of the things in this list have either got votes on them or they haven't and the ggt is one of the only that's got both you know being very revered and being not regarded at all so it's interesting so let's go through let's talk about uh, everyone's Joe, top th- yes um, just before you do that I, I'm, I'm gonna make a change okay oh, all right okay. actually oh. because uh, i've decided well, that... why don't you tell us your top three matt Okay, so third first. Third first, I've just changed mm-hmm. from the Miles Kennedy signature to the PRS Dead Spec Silver Sky because I'm picking guitars that I think I would buy and I like the most, and is my gear of the year. Right. So, I, third place, I've gone with uh, I've gone with that. I think it's my favourite finish, apart from the Roxy Pink, obviously, but that's not the gear of the year. Uh, I love all of the mods on it. I think it's a great looking guitar. 
don't really care that much about John Mayer or The Grateful Dead, but I think that guitar is awesome. It is very cool. Uh, second place, I've gone with the Harmony Jupiter Thin Line. Again, I love Harmony. I love every guitar they make. I love uh, mine. I think it's amazing. Uh, but the only reason it's in second is because in first place, I put the DGT because that is the guitar I would buy this year. Right. I just I think it's great. I think it's a great spec. I've always... You know, I've kind of always admired PRS from afar and kind of grew out of love of the kind of like flashy ones. And this is kind of getting me back into PRS and having played a few this year and some of the ones that are on this list. Um, it's a real winner for me. So, yeah, first place in, in my list is the PRS okay. SE DGT, uh, specifically Gold Top. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and first. Oh, no, uh, sorry, that was sorry. First. That was that first. Was sorry. First. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Right, okay, wonderful. There's your top three. Philip, talk us through yours. So uh, with Matt making that change actually helps me a lot. Um, <laughs> and I'll explain why it helps me a whole lot. Because, Blake, you know how we talked about how you have this – it's a personality quirk, and that's perfectly fair that when something is super liked, you have a tendency to not to like it, or if something's hated enough, you're like, oh, wait a minute, now I kind of like this. One of my personality quirks is I love chaos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm with so, you on that. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. So originally, I'm going to tell you what my original favorites were before we talked through them all and I made a change. Originally, my number one was the Epiphone Greenie with the PRS DGT being second and the Harmony Jupiter Thinline being uh, third. Um, but about, you know, as I was getting ready to go to the PRS, I realized how much no, I really think that's the guitar. Um, so I switched my first to the DGT, and my second is now the Epiphone Greenie. Well, until Matt made his change just then, that would have meant if I had left them and never changed them, we'd have a three-way tie at third place. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if, if, it, if Matt, if you had not changed, I was going to swap my vote back just to give us the chaos of that third <laughs> place finish, <laughs> just to see where that landed. So, my first place, I'm, it's the DGT. I, I just think it's the most exciting. Uh, I'm really actually fighting the urge to order one right now while we're talking about it. I'm not going <laughs> to do it only because I'm waiting to hear back about another thing. If that other thing doesn't happen, it it might happen. Um, and the greenie, uh, similar. It, again, I'm going with boomer taste here. Everything I've picked on this list is inspired by something from the 60s period. Uh, right up to the Harmony Jupiter as my third place finish. I, I know who I am, y'all. I, I, I'm aware. I, I know this. So, yeah, that's mine. Okay. Okay, cool. Thin Line, Les Paul, and the DGT for Philip Blake. Talk us through your top three. Yeah, so I, I bounced around a little bit here. Um, you know, it's you guys made some convincing arguments on all of them, and, and I feel like I probably liked – I actually really – I can't say there's any guitar on this list this year that I'm like, this is a stupid guitar. Well, it's a dumb guitar. I, I wish it didn't exist. Whereas, you know, last year I think I was, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old. Um, but this year I just felt like, yeah, I'd play all of these. Really? I, I would. I, there's not one that I would just want to light on fire if somebody gave it to me. I think they're all pretty cool and have their own merits. Um, that said, I bounced around a little bit uh, with some of these. And so my, my third place 
well, is it, it, it's kind of weird for me to even do it. But the more I thought about it, it is the dead spec silver sky, which I fought vehemently against any strat being in the list last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you did. But but this one is unique enough that I think it deserves a spot. And again, like PRS, people have said a lot of bad things about PRS over the years, or at least not very complimentary things about certain uh, members of their buying audience. Let's put it that way. But there's not <laughs> ever been anybody that's like, PRS makes a garbage guitar and it's they don't know how to make an instrument. No, they do. Yeah. They're one of the best companies at it by far. They just mm-hmm. are. They, they they put out quality instruments, whether that's to your taste or not, is up for debate. But uh, If I could offer just a quick interjection, because I meant to say this when you were talking about the uh, Miles Kennedy and you talked about how great it played. Literally no one has ever said truthfully that this PRS guitar doesn't play great. Yes. Right. Zero people say Never that. Never heard it. Yep. It's like PRS, and as much as it pains me to say, Music Man. Those are the yep. only two companies that I think get that. That com- that compliment and Taylor Acoustics, but that's a whole other ball game, uh-huh. right? Right. So I put the Dead Spec Silver Sky. Honestly, as m- much as it doesn't really matter that much, ultimately, if you have a boost pedal, uh, the preamp put it over the top because it's cool. It's just cool. <laughs> that's it. Is. That's very really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just cool. None of uh, none of the other Guitar guitars companies have it. take that in, in your stride for next year. Add mm-hmm. boosts. We'll we'll yeah. give the, we'll we'll vote exactly. them up. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, nobody else did it. At least that's something that's unique in this lineup that nobody else did. Nobody. Wait, yeah, we didn't even get in the top 10 the um, Fender signature that has the fuzz built in. Who was that? Oh, I don't think that's what I said earlier. Too many signatures from Fender. (laughs) Yeah, there was was a Fender signature guitar with the. It was the. um, Because it had the god awful. Backplate on it as well, right? The yes. kind of like checkered backplate. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Steve Lacey. Thank you, thank you, Steve, Lacey. Steve Lacey. Yeah. Lacey. Steve Lacey is amazing, though. I actually do like yeah, that yeah. guy as an artist, but but yeah, that was <laughs> like a really. But his choice in uh, backplates is not the backplates was the backplate was questionable. It was questionable. Yeah, I, I played so, that guitar. It was fun, but I would not buy one. Yeah. Uh, no. Steve Lacey as an artist, brilliant. Uh, yeah. As a guitar designer, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. But uh, yeah, so I went with the Dead Spec Silver Sky, which shocked me. Don't get me wrong. And uh, and again, uh, a little bit surprising, um, but uh, this is mostly based on personal experience. I went number two, uh, Miles Kennedy, just because I was so pleasantly surprised with that guitar. And then when I thought about it, I was like, I shouldn't be. PRS make good guitars. Why would mm-hmm. I be surprised that this is a very excellent Tele style guitar. That's not a Tele style guitar at the same time. There's definitely some unique things going on with it uh, from a playing perspective that I think people would really appreciate if they gave it the time. A lot of people don't want to give it the time and they're missing out. They should give it the time. That's why it's my number two. Uh, my number three is the Harmony Jupiter. I feel like that's just, we all loved it. We don't have to over like restate no, why we love no. it. It's great. It's a great guitar. It's vibey. It's cool. We would all probably look at it if we went in a shop and grab it and pick it up and go, this is awesome. Oh, wow. And it's, I can actually afford this. What? Let's go. What's not mm-hmm. to like about it? I'm. You said your number not, three. You mean your number one. Oh, my number one yeah. with three points. Sorry. Yeah. My, for my number one with three points. Um, it's the, it's the Harmony Jupiter out of this list. It's the no brainer for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's a fantastic guitar. And to be honest, out of the list, whilst the DGT has has had a lot of praise, you know, from me included, actually the Harmony Jupiter Thin Line is the only one. It it sort of started off the podcast and I was like, oh, I wonder if this is how this is going to go because Mm. we were all very, very complimentary about it just to start things start things out so i'm unsurprised mm-hmm. to see it in this list okay fellas well this and this doesn't have to be the total these were just guys wait, wait, joe you gotta go to your favorites oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yours. come on of joe. course i forgot i forgot i'm on this <laughs> podcast too <laughs> all right okay fine. so dear listener my uh my top three in third place i'm i've got the prs dgt i love it i think it is a brilliant brilliant guitar it is just slightly slightly too dull for me to give any more points but everything else about it's so good it is an only just third place i will say because it really is a fantastic guitar and i might not forget that switch don't forget that switch (laughs) the switch is weird weird. (laughs) I, i agree in number two Dead Spec Silver Sky. I can't believe there's been a Silver Sky made that I like, but I don't just like it. I think it's absolutely gorgeous, mm. fantastic. All of the features are great. The finish, the woods, everything, lovely. Uh, love I it. don't want to inter- interrupt, but I just want to restate how important this is. Somehow, somehow, PRS has managed to get both Branton and me to throw it a vote and not Philip somehow. I don't <laughs> understand <laughs> this at all. <laughs> and, and, and three of our top 11 models of the year. Um, that's, that's, that's an achievement. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you want to know where it lost me, Blake? Just to be honest. The where, preamp? Where, huh? No, actually oh. it's preamp. Okay, good. It, it harkens back to an era. It's like, it's the whole brass everything. I uh, absolutely okay. hate it. Uh, I get I it. hate the, I get oh, the saddle's got to be brass. Bridge got to be brass. The nuts got to be brass. Oh, we have to have a, a bar, a, re- a retaining bar at the top that's brass. Oh, tuner should be brass while we're at it. Oh, can we get, can we get brass frets here? Oh, can I add a C clamp with extra weight to put on the headstock to give more mass to my headstock to make it better? Like it was that whole era of brass makes everything better. I hate it. I just sat that all I heard was like Phillips, like blah, 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 blah. I hate the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. Sorry, Joe. I just I was no. like, well, hold on. This is a, like a bizarro world we've entered into somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. This PRS for me in third and second place. Um, yeah. And yeah, fantastic offerings this year in first place unsurprisingly uh dear listener i am giving that to the harmony jupiter thin line what a guitar just i think the amount of money this guitar is the the country that it's built in the factory that it's built in the finishes the spec it just looks absolutely gorgeous why wouldn't you buy this for this money or something buy this company for this money for for me, it's just going to be difficult on years when Harmony put out guitars to not have them in the top list. As Unless they as... change something about everything about they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So um, the Harmony Jeep to Thin Line for me makes first place. Now, that leaves us with some totals, which gives us a top three. It doesn't have to be the top three, but I'll read out where they are. I'll read everything that's had points assigned to it then from the bottom because we've had five things that have been assigned points, which make our top five in fifth place would be the Epiphone Greeny Les Paul. In- You're welcome, Epiphone. <laughs> <laughs> in fourth place, 
we have the PRS Miles Kennedy signature. In third place, we have the PRS Dead Spec Silver Sky, which then in second place, we have, that's right, it's the PRS DGT. So PRS, three positions in a row there. Whoop, whoop. Wow. Come on, Paul. <laughs> give us some freebies. It's still not good enough to beat. <laughs> the Harmony Jupiter Thin Line in first place. Now, interesting to see that the the way the points um, work out here, dear listener, is the Epiphone Greenie, as Paul has two points. That was just Philip. He was the only person who voted for those. Then the fourth place item, the Miles Kennedy, again, is just Blake uh, giving it second place. Um, oh, it's got Oh, it's got a wrong points then because Blake only gave it two points. You haven't updated oh. the points total. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's correct. So I think somebody else had it and switched. Oh, yeah. I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So in, t- in which case, it's kind of a tied uh, sort of fifth, fourth place then between uh, the Epiphone Greenie, Les Paul, and the Miles Kennedy. Um, and then we have – I'm just checking all the other points are right now. Uh, yes, we they are. And then the we have the Dead Spec Silver Sky with four points because that's received third place from Matt and Blake and second place from me. Um, and then second place, the DGT, which got high votes on everyone except for Blake, who didn't vote for it at all, but it got first place from both Matt and Philip and third place from me, giving it seven points. But with a whopping nine points nothing's come close to it the harmony jupiter thin line getting first place from me and blake second place from matt and third place from philip how do we feel about that dear co-host i think i think that i think that's pretty I'm fair there, i'm in i mean yeah. yeah i think uh philip you're the only one who's been done a little bit by having the first place one be something that you only rated third but I, I feel like but, at least it's something that was in your top three. I don't know. I, <laughs> I stand by my choice as my third favorite, and I also stand by it as the ultimate winner. Right. Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, that is that is that in that case, um, dear listener. The... Uh, uh, I, I'm just, I just wrote Skyline instead of Silver Sky. There we go. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> ah, uh, yes, the Nissan. I love the that Nissan one. Skyline. <laughs> oh, I was thinking the Chili, so. <laughs> um, right, well, there we go, dear listener. That gives us the top three guitars of 2023, according to the Guitar Nerds, the 40 Watt Podcast, and the Tone Mob. In third place, we have the PRS Dead Spec Silver Sky. In second place, we have the PRS DGT, and in the SEDGT. And in first place, we have the Harmony Jupiter Thin Line. That's a great top three. That is a great yeah, is. set that of guitars. It is a great top three. It is. There's nothing you could buy there that wouldn't be an absolutely brilliant, brilliant guitar that you could play for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. I agree. I look forward to my DGT turning up in the post next week, Joe, for Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well. If you'll yeah. excuse me, guys, I'm going to go buy a, a DGT SE now. <laughs> That's going to be great. Say, great. You- We've just given it to the Jupiter Thin Line, and I think like at least two of us are actually going to go away and buy the DGT. There we go. There we go. That is it in that case, dear listener. That concludes Best Guitar of 2023. Our first episode of the Gear of the Year podcast series. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to be back tomorrow uh, with Best Amplifier slash Modeler. That's very important. Remember that of 2023. We'll see you then for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Goodbye. Adios. 
Later, Hosen. Later, Hosen.